0: It's 12 Enough, Season 11, Episode 7A, The Rylage, with your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, April Beth Wiles. 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. You should always be excited when you say Rhode Island. Island! Uh, And April Beth Wiles. Is a member of the Berean Baptist Church and the author and creator behind Renewal Ground, uh, WordPress.com, a spiritual formation through chronic illness. This podcast is brought to you by self esteem. Don't get too much, because then you have a big head. But don't have too little, because then, you know, you just aren't thinking well of yourself. You just want the right amount of self esteem. And if you have too much, give some to me. And we're back. Uh, if you do have too much self esteem, those can be emailed to 12enough at gmail.com. Thank you very much for sending me your self esteem. Uh, despite what people tell me, despite what my mother said, I could always use just a little more. I have a low self-esteem. That's why I do a podcast. I'm compensating for just what I think are layers of inadequacy that I wrestle with on a daily basis. Uh, Since we got on the subject, let me tell you about my troubles and issues. Let's get into all the problems that I have. Only kidding. Well, only partially kidding. I mean, I probably do have a podcast because I need some place to talk about all my troubles and problems. I need some kind of platform. Being a pastor isn't enough. It's not like I get to go up and speak in front of people every day, every week. Okay, okay. It's good to have you on the show or with me on the show. Uh, today we're just listening to the Rylage, and I got to sit down with April Beth and, um, and get into the Rylage, and it was we did that on October 2nd. Um, today is October 4th. I am going to try to get this out very soon because, at least, my rileage, uh, I didn't think this through, my rileage is fairly timely. Um, looking at really the, uh, the hearings with Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford and just the reactions around that. Um, but, you know, even if it takes me a little longer to post, those, that incident is something that is, goes beyond just a moment in time. Um, the timeliness of that incident uh, speaks into a broader sense of, uh, of American culture, American history. So that's that's what I got into and, and April Beth um, really talks about chronic illness and such. I don't need to tell you all this because you're going to listen to it in just a moment. Uh, as always, I'm I continue to search for that perfect format, that perfect way of, of posting and recording and doing podcasts. And so today you're just going to hear the rilage. And it's probably good because it did take us a little bit. It's a full episode on its, on its own. Uh, so I think that's enough of an introduction. Sure it is. Here it is. The Rylage I Did with April Beth Wiles. Rylage. I'm talking about Rylage. I'm here with April Beth Wiles. April Beth is a member of the Berean Baptist Church of Boroughville, Rhode Island. You know, they tried to put Berean Baptist in westerly. Oh, did they? But the alliteration didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. So that was, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that was the exact that was the only reason why Berean Baptist is in Burrville.
1: All of our sermons are alliterated as well.
0: Well Darren's an alliterative person. Yeah. We make sure that he's happens. He's not very literate, but he's alliterative. Yeah.
1: we <laughs> made part of that of the the contract <laughs> for the his contract. job. He's have
0: at least seven alliterative passages <laughs> moments. Now what is it when you have vowels in the same in a row? Is that assonance? I don't know. <laughs> or it's just asinine. I don't remember I it's which it's asinine. When yeah. <laughs> you have So April Beth is here. <laughs> She's a member of Berean Baptist. Uh, and also, uh, before I forget, I'm going to hopefully mention it again, she also is the, um, the force behind the Renewal, Renewal Ground website, and that's found at renewalground.wordpress.com, and that's spiritual formation through chronic illness. So go check that out, folks. In fact, stop listening right now. <laughs> Go look, go look at that website, and then you get a better sense of who April Beth is. And this is your second time on the show. It is. Well, welcome back.:
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah,
0: well, I, am, I think I'm glad to have you We'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this is just the Rage. Right.: Right. So and, and you are one of the more the, the sunnier, at least you carry a facade of a sunny disposition.:
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> You've got a great laugh. Yeah, I laugh a lot. It's a defense mechanism. Uh.
0: (laughs) And and my listeners, yeah, (laughs) that's great. Yeah, well, uh, and and the listeners are used to, uh, for a while now, Phineas Marr doing the Mm Rylage. And Phineas is okay, everyone. Uh, He's fine, but he moved to Louisiana. Oh. Yeah, I know. So sad. From Wisconsin. Oh, dear. To Louisiana.
1: I don't know which is worse. Uh, right, is that a step
0: up or a step <laughs> I'm down? I'm not sure. Just the culinary palate.
1: Are so different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's still a lot of cheese in Louisiana, yeah, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was but, like, there's cheese. But it'll be deep fried.
1: Right, with alligator. <laughs> with alligator.
0: <laughs> 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 I just have this image of like, <laughs> they make alligator cheese, like cheese out of alligator <laughs> yeah, milk. Or, I, I mean, who knows? I mean. I mean, who knows who knows but i'm sure right that now that might
1: make me angry enough that might like right right. that's
0: not right the alligators you know that's far enough make boots out of them that's fine yeah. But don't make, make cheese. cheese come on
1: that's bad for cheese and alligators yeah but i'm
0: sure phineas right now is having a beignet and oh. yeah that'd be nice yeah that would be nice i didn't have any to serve you to offer you yeah i, I don't have anything to offer um but so phineas is fine he's in louisiana um, and he's just, he's doing so well that I couldn't do a rileage with him. I talked to him and he says, Everything's great. Everything's great. So I'm like, I got to find someone else who's angry. So I thought of you. Thank you. Yeah. Blessing. Yeah. See, it's already different. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kinda... Blessing already. Yeah.
1: The angry woman. <laughs> Let's call one of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now, I wasn't thinking that. Now you put me in a spot.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know what to do with that.
1: <laughs> just <teasing>. Go on. <laughs> huh.
0: So the Rylage.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, You want to go first? Do you want me to go first?
1: Why don't you go first?
0: Okay. So here it is. What's today's date? October 2nd. It's October 2nd. To put this in context, I'm going to try to get this up as quickly as possible but my track records not great so it may be you know 6 to 9 months until I post it <laughs> <laughs> hopefully sooner yeah. but we are in the real thick of the whole Brett Kavanaugh hearing mm-hmm. investigation all that stuff
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh yeah I'm a little um more than a little angry
2: yeah
0: uh, and it, it, it's, it's even hard to articulate because I feel like everyone is, it is not everyone. A number of people are saying already probably better than I can what it is that makes them angry. And I, and I always wanted like, well, what's my take on it? How do I give that unique vantage point, that unique space, that voice? And I don't have one. Um, <laughs> sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have one. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> you know, I think. I mean, if if nothing else, what what is really and it, this is a continued riot for me is the immediate polarization that people have taken.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Immediate mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that there are those who are already saying clearly he's innocent and he's being mistreated, mm-hmm. and I am having a real hard time understanding that approach. Right, and. Uh, you know, part of me, I, I get that, like, you know, innocent until proven guilty, like that's an important, you know, that's an important part of our, of our, you know, how we, how we are a society, our justice system, all that stuff. Um, so I am trying to like hold back on judgment, but I mean, after his tirade, <sighs> it had all the personality characteristics for me and all the the markers of someone who's guilty.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to see. It really is. And I think the hardest thing for for me as a woman is that, you know, when we watch these allegations of uh, sexual assault, mm-hmm. sexual harassment happen, mm-hmm. if it comes from a man, almost automatically people believe them. If it comes from a woman, she's lying, she's greedy, she wants fame.
0: Right. And that narrative was started right away.
1: And it's immediate. It's yeah. immediate. And... uh it's really frustrating they ask they ask all the time well why didn't she come up sooner why didn't she say something sooner and there's a lot of reasons for that Mm -hmm. not the least is she was a teenager right um i was sexually assaulted when i was a teenager Mm -hmm. and i went to a leader in my school Mm -hmm. asked for help and they denied it wow They said things like, Well, we'd have to call the police, and your parents don't have a job right now. How's that gonna look for them when they're looking for a job? And you're gonna ruin this young man's future if we go through this. And so, what's a teenager supposed to say? Right. You say, I guess you're right. Right. So, I should keep my mouth shut. Yeah. And if it's not in that kind of situation, and it's another one where it's spousal abuse, oh, yeah. It's even harder. Because you think, I don't want to throw my husband under the bus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I want people mm-hmm. to think the best of him. I want us to be whole.
0: Right.
2: So
1: we should figure out how to do this with the right quiet support team so that if we do get to him a place of wholeness where it's not violent, not damaging, mm-hmm. the rest of the world doesn't hate him. That we can do this together right. the right way once we get to the right place of forgiveness. So when I hear people say, well, why didn't you – um, come forward. What is all this? I think right. there are so many reasons.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: And people who think that they would come forward automatically, you just don't know that until you're there.
0: Right. Oh, and I, yeah, I can't even imagine, like, even though those questions like, will I even be heard? Right. Because, will it make a difference?
1: Right. You know, and the people that I talked to when I was a teenager, I wasn't heard. Yeah. I wasn't heard. Um, And I worry about that young man. Who's now an adult.
0: Mm. Right?
1: What's he done since?
0: Yeah. And even that yeah, in that script of like, you're gonna ruin his life. Right. You may save his life.
1: Yeah. Or
0: save the lives of others.
1: And how has it not affected me? Why or her? Right. He ruined her life. And the fact that she has made something of herself beyond that trauma. Right. Good for her.
0: Right, yeah amazing um, it's, and it's it's the lack of any room for contrition mm-hmm. in Kavanaugh's response to not even say like you know what I do drink a lot and I might have done stuff that I, I don't, don't even remember. remember or and and I feel really badly about that and clearly I need to do some work but there's no room for that
1: no his his narrative when I was talking to a lot of my friends we were texting throughout mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the hearings, yeah, um because we were just heartbroken, um you can't watch um ford's testimony without being extremely moved, yeah, um, but for me, the most traumatic and triggering was his mm-hmm. because it was the exact same mode of moving through denials mm-hmm. um that um my ex husband would do mm. when he was abusing me, yeah. And so, you know, you see the the angry denial, and then you have the really angry and self-righteous gaslighting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. And then you have this like uh, crying jag, where right. it's like, I'm the victim here, and you must take pity on me. Right. Um. And so much so that, my <laughs> that I once had someone crawl on the floor, grab onto my leg like a toddler, wow. crying, so I couldn't leave the room. Mm it was like that kind of like vivid crying and you watch these things and you're like this Mm -hmm. is just a way to make everyone feel like he's a victim Mm -hmm. and in my experience victims don't tend to act that way
0: right well and yeah yeah so there's something else going on when
1: when you see that kind Mm -hmm. of reaction at least for people who have been abused Mm -hmm. um, by abusers whether they be male or female right those are the the arc, yeah. of the narrative that the abusers put, either for their own well-being mm-hmm. or to manipulate those around them, right, and probably both.
0: It, it, and I would love it if someone during the hearing, when Kavanaugh was speaking, said like, "Look, there's a lot of stuff going on with you right now. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions happening. Take and, a breath. Yeah, and you need to get some therapy." Yeah, I mean that was one of the thoughts I had. Like this kind of this this extraordinarily visceral pushback. Mm -hmm. Um, comes out of a woundedness right and and part of me feels feels for him
1: right it doesn't mean that there hasn't been wounds in his past that he has been a victim of Mm -hmm. but this particular thing it's hard for me and maybe it's my own bias Mm -hmm. because of where i am um it's hard to feel like this is something that he should feel victimized by right there are other ways he could have handled this oh
2: yeah yeah. Um,
1: if he really felt like this was unjust, this was un- this was unfair, he should have immediately called for an investigation, protected his wife and his kids yeah. from this media firestorm. But instead, he was like, "Let's have a circus." Yeah. Um, and he led the charge.
0: Yeah, and the Republicans right behind him, and then um, Lindsey Graham blames oh, the Democrats even. for the circus. That was a that was just.
1: I can't even. He's made me so. F- frustrated you know i used to live in arizona and senator john mccain was my senator Mm -hmm. and i'd met him before and i didn't always agree with his politics but he was such an upstanding guy yeah and he and lindsey were known to be like best friends Mm -hmm. and as soon as john mccain passed lindsey graham like went hardcore crazy yeah. Like, he started saying things like, I think he and Trump would have been friends if John McCain had lived longer. And you're like, why would you say that? Right. Um, because, no, they wouldn't have. Yeah. I can't imagine that happening. They might have—John McCain would have remained respectful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but I don't think they would have been buddies by right. any means. Right. And then he went on this crazy tirade. Right. Like, what—I I just can't imagine what he thought he was accomplishing in that, other yeah. than looking like— an angry old white guy, which is the ex- opposite of what he wants to look like. You would think. I mean, he even said that. I know I'm not supposed to say this, because I'm an angry single white man. <laughs> oh right. But uh, I'm gonna say it anyway. Right. I'm like, like, Why?
0: Don't say it. Don't say it. If if you say it's kind of like I'm not racist, but right. Like no, no, or, just stop right there. Or, just no don't offense, say it. No offense,
1: but yeah, like. <laughs>
0: There's gonna be offense if you yeah. say that. Yeah. There's gonna
1: be offense. We know you're gonna be rude here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, folks, if that's a takeaway, anytime you have a conjunction, yeah, stop, just, <laughs> make the conjunction of end point of the sentence.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. I, like said,
0: <laughs> I like what you said, but I like what you said, and yeah. So yeah, it I, I I think yeah the lack of empathy. And you know, and I feel like I should try to be fair. I don't know why, um, <laughs> folks. You missed a, one—a huge eye roll right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I sprained one of my eyes. In the roll. Uh, you know, I—I I would. I, it would be interesting if one of the Democrats said, "Hey, I—I get—I hear just so much anger from you. And if nothing else, have you done any kind of therapy?" But that's never going to come up.
1: No, and people you know? would be so angry. If yeah, to even suggest
0: that, I know, I know.
1: If you would suggest that on a public thing, that would be very offensive to most people, probably. Right.
0: But think if you were doing a counseling session with with the with both of them, they're in the room, you know, and and you know, Dr. Ford gives her statement and and, and you listen to stuff and then, you know, I should say that Dr. Ford, Judge Kavanaugh gives his statement, like as a if I was there, I'd be like, There's a lot going on with you right now. hmm We need to do separate sessions. <laughs> Right <laughs> We need to take some time and really process this whether or not what the truth is right now we can't even talk about that yet until we can get through this extraordinarily high defensiveness that you have. but that's not going to happen uh, and, and you know what what also bugs me is just how excited um, the republican ba- the trumpian Republican base got over his response. Like, that's what we wanted. We wanted this angry, you know, violent – many I would say it was a violent – this violent response, this pushback. So to hold in both hands, like, you know, Christine Blasey Ford was a credible witness. And to hold that and then to also say, but Kavanaugh really came to the – you know, came through and showed why he's such a great person. Like, how can you hold both of those together?
1: I don't think you can. Um, I mean, that's cognitive dissonance. Yeah. We just – I think in this day and age of politics, we've fully embraced that idea mm-hmm. of cognitive dissonance. If it fits within our own narrative, um, we're excited to hold it. Right. Um, you know, it's like our, um, what my mom calls your whoopee, you know, whether it's your your little blanket that you hold oh, okay. as a baby or your little teddy bear that you love. Yeah. Um, it's your, uh, the thing that you love to hold on to. Um, and... I think in this day and age,
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: where we are in America when it comes to politics. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot of people in middle America mm-hmm. and all over America, honestly, who have been really frustrated because of the economy. They've hurt. Yeah. They're angry. And as we talk about um, our um, problems with um, race mm-hmm. in our country, mm-hmm. our problems with um frankly, the patriarchy, Mm -hmm. um, and how women respond to that, these people are feeling threatened again. They're like, aren't we getting hit hard enough right now? Right. We don't have money to to feed our kids, and all these other people are now saying, I want to step up, and a voice heard, and we're being pushed down again, and we're already hurting. And that's true. I mean, that's a reality. Yeah. Whether or not it's deserved or not doesn't matter. That's the reality of the situation. And so when we live in these narratives where I'm getting pushed down by other people, Mm -hmm. and, I mean, sure, white people had it really good for a long time, but we're not having it really good right now. So why are we doing this now? It's not my fault that hundreds of years ago we, you know, did all these things. How is that my fault?
0: Right. I wasn't there. Right. I would have said otherwise. I would have stopped it.
1: I mean, honestly, if someone were to come to me and tell me that – this would never happen. But if someone were to come to me and say, your sister is so rude, and she did this to me, and it's your fault, I'd be like, what?
0: Right. That's my sister.
1: I didn't, I mean, yeah, first of I all, didn't do it. I didn't raise her. Second of all, I don't have any control over her. Mm. And third of all, we are the exact opposite person in almost every way except for our love for God. So how in the world is this my fault? Sure, we share genetics, but that's about it. Um, and so I can see how we might say hundreds of years ago, mm. how does that have anything to do with me? Right. Cause I'm like that with the person I grew up with. Right. <laughs> so, so, so as we see this and we see this angry white man, mm-hmm. it, it fuels some people like, yeah, that's how I feel too.
0: Mm hmm.
2: Mm hmm.
1: You know?
0: Right. Yeah, you know, so connecting with that, that just that visceral rage, that anger, right—and and I get that. I, I just I worry that holding those two things in dissonance, there, there will be a breaking point, right? I would think, like, just
1: one would hope wh- that eventually there is a breaking point,
0: right? I worry about the break, right? What that will look like,
1: right? I mean, you know, there is no resurrection without death. The mm. death is usually pretty epic.
0: Wow, April Beth, that, that's that's heavy.
1: No, I'm just saying, oh, like in our on. politics, <laughs> there's, there's a time for some things to get pretty severely broken. Yeah. So that we can rebuild it in a way that makes sense.
0: Have you been reading Karl Marx? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, well, she jumped right on there. Like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. No, I have not. Because
0: he kind of makes that same kind of. Argument.
1: Yeah, but I was also thinking of Rachel Held Evans in... Um, oh well, I mean Karl Marx, Rachel, <laughs> Rachel Held Evans. Evans are like the one um, in the what's same. What's that? What's that? Um, Finding Sunday, I think was her last book. Something Sunday. Something Sunday. Probably she, something good about Sunday. But she talks about leaving the church mm-hmm. and watching churches die, so that you can find a new resurrection mm. and a new church system that isn't broken. And it's the same kind of concept when we talk about our politics in America. That it has become so divisive and so hurtful for so many people on both sides of the aisle Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, maybe it's time for it to be a little broken and Mm. we have to figure out how to heal it in a different, a new way. Mm. Because we're just pounding our heads against a brick wall over and over again and we're all getting headaches. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but this time's going to be different, right? right? Yeah, but this, this time make, will be this different. This is
1: going to make my head feel so much better if I just <laughs> ram it into this huge cement wall. Maybe this time.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. this
1: time it'll work.
0: So, okay. What's your rylage? I wasn't, I'm not even going to sum up what my rylage is because we went a lot of different places, and I think people, <laughs> are, they, they get it. So they what, get what's it. what's your rylage?
1: I think my rylage, um you know, is about how we treat people with chronic illness, how doctors mm. treat people with chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. and more specifically, how our churches pe- pe- treat people with chronic illness. Okay. Um. First, I'll start with the doctors because there's a lot of things that doctors don't know medically yet, and chronic Let, illness. Yeah. Let's just
0: say I just like there's a lot of things that doctors just don't know. They don't. Let's just start. God, let's, doctors, you're not God. You're all right. Not. Get off you're your not. podium.
1: I love some of you. <laughs>
0: And the ones she doesn't love, you know who you are
1: Yep, they sure do Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love nurses though Nurses are amazing Everyone... Give a hug to a nurse. They're I, the ones that do the healing.
0: I am not going to go give hugs <laughs> to nurses. Uh, you're just asking for me to get the trouble oh, right there. Okay, well,
1: ask first. Consent is that, always where, there. We go. Always acceptable. <laughs> leave thank you notes. I do that.
0: There we go. Leave. leave thank you notes. I do. Would I leave you
1: just... thank you notes and clicky pens for all my nurses.
0: Oh, clicky pens. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah.
1: My my cousin is a nurse, and she suggested that they get clicky pens because they love. Clicky
0: pens. Because you're always looking for a pen. Exactly. They probably yeah.
1: So um but doctors have this problem. They're like to give you a diagnosis, you Mm -hmm. must fit into this specific box. Right. The chronic illnesses rarely fit into a specific box. Mm. They're usually four or five boxes that they fill halfway.
2: Oh. Yeah. And then they don't know
1: what to do. And there are some things that you can't test for. So mm-hmm. you can have all your blood work come back looking normal right. while you're sitting on their, their table with a 102 degree temp, with purple all over your body, right. not being able to see the sunlight because it makes you sick. And mm-hmm. they say, you must be totally fine because <laughs> Which is... our blood tests come back looking normal. And you think, have you seen me? Right. Um, and right. that can be very disheartening because that means we have to take up the mantle ourselves To keep going back and going back and going back. And um, it can start to feel like doctors don't believe
2: Mm,
0: people's
1: actual experiences.
0: Right. So you'll say, doctor, my stomach really hurts. And they'll say, no, it doesn't hurt because all our tests show that your stomach is fine. Right. So it must be in your head.
1: Right. And you think, Mm. well, maybe I am a little crazy. So you start Mm. to try to think, like, if I think myself out of this, will that help? Right. But what happens is you make yourself sicker,
2: because mm. you keep going, Right, and then right. all of a sudden
1: you're in the hospital right. with uncontrollable vomiting or something, and they're like, we don't know why you're vomiting this hard. And you're like, well, I don't know how to stop it, so give me the meds to make it stop. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have pain all the time. And with the opiate, um, new focus on um, limiting the amount of opiates that mm-hmm. we put out there, the people who are suffering are people with chronic illnesses. Mm. Because there are legitimate reasons to be on opiates. Right, um, right, There are legitimate reasons. But now everyone's so afraid to ask for help,
2: mm-hmm. and the doctors
1: are afraid to prescribe the help. Right. So we have a large swath of our nation who's in a lot of pain all the time.
0: We don't hear about that when we talk about the opioid epidemic. No. Mm. Um,
1: so that's a problem Yeah. that, frankly, for me, I'm pretty angry about because I'm tired of living in pain. I bet. Um, it's exhausting mm-hmm. and talk about you can live with other symptoms but pain is so tiring that you know the other day I almost fell asleep eating soup I mean that's not right. like a very uh,
0: yeah you don't think of soup as something that's exhausting right there's not like, a lot this of chewing is so
1: tiring
0: right right oh my gosh well what kind of soup was it
1: it was chicken noodle
0: well yeah that's not a tiring soup at all yeah that's yeah. if it was like like Gazpacho, I'd be like that makes sense. Or
1: minestrone. There's a lot going on in minestrone, but uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> too a, much. <laughs> that's, that's a quote of. There's, there's a lot, a lot going, going on, on in
0: minestrone. There's a lot going on there's with that. It's just. A, <laughs> it's just too we're much. We're suspect about that soup. I,
1: I don't know what's going on there. Um, I like I like minestrone. I know I like to <laughs> tease people, but my dad always I always ask dad to bring home soup, and then he brings home like weird things like kale and. and like gazpacho oh vichyssoise
0: vichyssoise is a good soup too I'm like I just want it's a cold soup
1: normal (laughs) chicken noodle soup that's all I want and then he'll bring home something with like a bajillion things in it and we don't know what it's like what does that smell like he's like I don't know it looked good I'm like Mm -hmm. okay well you eat it I'm gonna go back to the store
0: wow just real quick before we Mm -hmm. what kind of chowder do you have
1: I don't eat chowder you don't eat chowder it's too heavy for a timid stomach
0: Maybe you need to try a Rhode Island chowder. Have you tried it? I have. It's a clear broth.
1: There's not a
0: heaviness to it.
1: Well, I don't really like seafood either. (gasps) You Um, live in the ocean state. I know. It's a problem. It is a problem. I know. I've tried, but it smells like feet to me.
0: What are you doing with your feet? That they smell like fish.
1: I'm just saying, what are fish doing that they smell like feet? Well, Um, (laughs) they live in the world's largest toilet. It's just not a now. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: not be unfair to the oceans. (laughs) That's not their fault. All right, let's get back to before before we lose my whole Fisher fishing population of listeners, because I know there's a lot of Rhode
1: Island. I'm trying. Yeah,
0: I have a lot of anglers that listen to this on a regular basis. Yeah, I'm
1: trying. I am trying.
0: No, nah, you know what? You be you. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> you hate fish, you hate fish. Um, They're weird.
1: The second half of my mileage would be mm-hmm. how we as Christians treat people with chronic illness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Say more about um, that.
1: So first before, I want to do a disclaimer. Okay. Berean Baptist, you have done a wonderful job.
0: That's Berean Baptist in Burville Rhode Island.
1: Yeah. You have you have listened to me and <laughs> cared for me in the best way. So I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any hurt feelings.
0: But you are talking about the pastor of Baptist, Darren Collins. Yeah, probably. He's the worst.
1: He's so awful. No, he's so sweet. He texts me all the time when he knows I'm not doing well.
2: Oh,
0: that's um, nice. To
1: make sure I'm okay, ask if I need anything. Um, my my community at Berean has been...
0: It's a good thing you found a good pastor, because if it was me, I'd be like, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. Yeah.
0: So, but go ahead about other um, churches besides Berean.
1: You know, I talk to a lot of people who suffer with chronic illness because of my blog. And I run a support group on Facebook and
2: um,
1: those kinds of things. And we hear a lot of like if, you know, I'll pray for you and God will heal you. Mm. Um, Or, uh, you know, are you better yet? Or oh, um, those kinds of questions. And it starts to make us feel like we're failing even at being sick. Um, You start to feel like a failure anyway because you can't do the things you used to be able to do.
0: But then you can't even be sick, right?
1: Right. But then all of a sudden you have doctors saying, we don't know what's going on with you. So you're like, well, I'm failing there. And then your church family is getting disappointed because guess who's not feeling better yet? Mm. So either we we run this gamut of either lying to our church community so that they feel better, or being honest with our church community and having these awkward silences. (laughs) We're like, I don't know what to do with that because people want to hear Mm -hmm. that they're healed, that they feel better, that God has listened to their prayers. And we start to slip into this thing of, well, you're not praying, right? Or you're not listening to God correctly. It
0: must be your fault.
1: Right. And they don't mean it that way.
0: Right, right. But that comes. Have you thought about lying to your church community in a way that still creates awkward silences?
1: Yes, I've done that before. (laughs) Um, One of my this is a really horrible game, but I enjoy playing it frequently, especially in public. Whereas, if someone asks me something that I think is totally inappropriate, mm -hmm. um, I like to give them an answer that is so awkward that they will think about that the next time they talk to somebody (laughs) like me. (laughs)
0: now before you go on any further and say and might give an example or something um, your father has given you a list of words that you're not allowed to say on this podcast right so we can't even go into an example can we
1: no it was the previous podcast um
0: oh so this one you can say whatever you want
1: i can probably but <laughs> I do live still with my family, um and you do not so
0: <laughs> so I could <can> say them
1: <laughs> you probably could say them, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> I love and respect my father and mother as I was taught in the Ten Commandments, so that's right. probably the
0: only one I can follow of the ten Commandments It's hard, it's
1: hard, yeah, yeah. And the do not murder thing i've I really struggle oh, with
0: <laughs> I know. Like Every day I get, I'm like, today's the day I'm going to start following that commandment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh today's gosh. the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've had those days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yesterday wasn't a good day with that one, but today. Yeah, today we've got
1: it. Especially when someone says, um, uh, God never gives us more than we can handle. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, he does. That's why we need God.
0: Huh, right. Because if, yeah, if that was the case, yeah, you're right. Like Then God's like, done. Done. <laughs> Finished.
1: <laughs> Claps his hands. <laughs> yeah. I don't have Wipes to do Wipes them off. Yeah. We got it.
0: Yeah. What about, you see the angels <laughs> going like, what about April Beth? Like, she's got as much as she can handle. She's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, but she seems kind of over. Nope, nope. I gave her only what she could handle. Yeah. I don't even have to look.
2: I got
1: really frustrated several while ago. I don't know, months or years. I can't remember. But months and years years, are they're they're relative. Uh, Seriously, yeah. (laughs) When I say a while ago, it could be anywhere from like yesterday to like (laughs) twenty years ago. (laughs) To when the Gettysburg Address was written. Anyway, it was a bit. It was a bit uh, (laughs) paraphrasing. Um, (laughs) But um, my father was on the phone with this other minister, and they were. This minister was crying because they had the flu or cold and they didn't have a voice and they were very concerned that they weren't going to be able to preach on Sunday wow and I mean I guess that's an issue for pastors sometimes I would
0: be like day off this is awesome
1: But this this particular pastor was very concerned.
0: Okay. Well, that's a good pastor. Right. That's this
1: wonderful <laughs> pastor.
0: like me, who was just it's looking like, for a day off. Right.
1: So um, they asked my dad to pray with them or something like mm-hmm. that. I can't remember exactly how it went, but I knew they were very concerned about it. Right. And then, like, the next day, I got Dad got another call, and it was this person, and they came back to celebrate because God listened to their prayers and healed them
0: from oh, the cold from the cold
1: praise god
0: praise god
1: and dad hung up the phone and i was so mad at that pastor
0: not was, your not your dad though no
1: cuz dad was dad was very nice
0: okay he was like well that's great to hear
1: yeah <laughs> but i was like what the heck god i have been praying for 20 years mhm and you're like oh this person has a cold i guess that's an easier job but forget like well, I haven't been praying hard enough. And so there are these times when even those kinds of things right. in a church context can be very hurtful. Right. Um for people with chronic illnesses.
0: And then you get the whole well it's part of God's plan crap. Right. Which is so you just have to trust God that there's this is for a better purpose for something bigger. Right.
1: That that scripture verse that people misunderstand about all things work together for God for the good.
0: Yeah, it's in Romans, I think. Yeah,
1: but they they don't really understand, I think. I think they interpret it poorly
0: probably most people interpret the bible poorly just <laughs> as a rule that's just a basic rule but, to go with
1: but the assumption is okay so this was part of god's plan for you mm-hmm. so that means it's going to turn out great that these right. are the things that god has planned out for you april's supposed to have lupus she's supposed right. to be purple 90 percent of the time she's supposed to not be able to eat food she's supposed to right. you know be in pain most of the time and that will really show who god is somehow <laughs>
0: Which um, I mean, I'm sure when Jesus got that message, when he got the note of like, so you're gonna go, you're gonna do stuff, and then you're gonna die on the cross, it's like,
1: what? What? Yeah. How is this good? Which begs the question: Was there another plan before the cross?
2: <laughs> Beg yeah. Begs
1: the question. Yeah, what? Was what now. did? What did God was like? Well, they chose a different adventure, so we gotta do this. The cross then, it is. Yeah, Here we like, go. <laughs> like, how many plans did we go through first? <laughs> Without recognizing.
0: <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, Are you watching The Good Place? No. Oh, my gosh. Please watch The Good Place. I will. I think you'll be very happy. And yeah. that's – so I can't – reference. there's a lot of plans that keep going on and on and on. A lot of resets.
1: Right. Um, Folks,
0: watch The Good Place. It's yeah. really worth it.
1: It's got Kristen Bell. She's super funny.
0: She is. She's really good. Her timing's excellent.
1: Yeah, she's really funny. I like her a lot. And Ted Danson. Yeah. Oh, well, you can't go wrong.
2: He does Ted really Danson.
0: well in this yeah.
1: one. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Ted Danson. But – um, what was I saying again? Oh, about the plan. Yeah, about the plan. The yeah, plan. I don't think that when God was creating me, He was like, "I'm gonna make sure that this little being is always in pain." <laughs> Doesn't that right. sound lovely? And That's a horrible whole thing. I don't. I don't think that. What I think that Scripture means is that if we pay attention, mm-hmm. if we allow ourselves to be driven by the Holy. Mm. That he can take anything, Mm -hmm. anything in our lives, and let it shape us for good. Yes. If we allow ourselves to be that vulnerable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, right. So, yeah, to be just aware of how God can still work. with. So, God can take the biggest steaming pile of mess, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. Right. (laughs) and, And still... Show us a way that good can come out of that.
1: Right. Um, but
0: it doesn't, you want to negate the fact that it's a steaming pile of mess.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's hard. Um, and when we are in church communities, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are phrases that we can say to our chronically ill mm-hmm. that, in, that will allow them to hear that we care about them. Okay. That we want to be there for them, yeah. that we love them, yeah. that we do want them to be better, but we recognize that that's not always what's on the table.
0: Well, even like the terms of what better might mean, maybe we need to re- even rethink that. right?
1: And so, you know, things like, are you having a good day or mm-hmm. a hard day?
2: Yeah. You
1: know, things like um, um, not always saying, you look so good. Don't always say that because it can start to sound like, we don't believe that you don't feel good because you look good. Right. That's not what right. anyone means when they say that. But if you hear it enough, your little anxiety ticker inside goes, people don't believe me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you look so good.
1: Right. Um, so saying things like, I'm so glad you were able to get out today. We have missed mm. you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Those kinds of things. Right. Um, my church community has been really phenomenal. I spent all of last week... I was still wearing my mask from chemo, mm-hmm. um, and I spent the entire Sunday expressing to people that I was okay. They were like, do you need help to walk here? Do you need me mm. to carry That's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm really fine. They're like, do you want us to drive you to your house? No, no, I'm fine. I'm really fine. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying that right. over and over again, and I almost made it out the door, and I was walking out the back down these cement steps to mm-hmm. get to the parking lot, and of course the The ladies who care about me the most were all in the parking lot already, and I just fell completely down the stairs onto the cement, and I just threw everything to the side,
0: and skinned my
1: knee, and twisted my ankle, and I just laid there, and they were like, do you need help up? I was like, no, just give me a second so I don't vomit all over y'all. Give me a moment. (laughs) Finally make it to the car, and they're like, "Uh, do you need, you know, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm just going to sit here for a while and catch my breath and get cold, and I'll feel better, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry. And they're like, well, we can follow you to where you're supposed to be wow. driving. Like, they were very – but I was like, I almost made it. You
0: almost made it. I almost
1: <laughs> made it, but I – I sprained my ankle. Um, oh. <laughs> dang it. But they have been so wonderful. They – you know, when I – when they knew I was having chemo treatments, mm-hmm. I'd probably arrive home and have um, – five or six cards from people already oh, nice. saying that they were thinking of me loving mm-hmm. me um two of my um close lady friends sent me flowers mm. um they bring me things that they think will help during treatments like yarn because I love to knit
0: okay I wasn't um, sure what the yarn was for, I'm
1: but. a avid knitter and so people frequently will like give me knitting things or um one lady gave me some Harry Potter stuff because i like harry potter
0: who doesn't i mean monsters don't that's true that's right that's right if you don't like harry potter you're a monster (laughs) whoa your dad doesn't
1: like harry potter he doesn't care he's like whatever
0: he's wrong i know let's be clear about that he's wrong Uh, and needs to repent
1: but after i fell down the stairs i got no less than five or six texts the next day from people how's your ankle How's that going? Do you need someone to take you to the doctor's office? And I sent a pa- I sent a text to my pastor to let him know.
0: The Reverend Darren Collins, yes, award winning pastor,
1: right? And I said, Oh my gosh! Since my fall yesterday down the stairs, I've gotten all these texts from people, and it's been really sweet. Berean's really great at taking care of me. And he sent back separate texts in all caps. Went, you fell down the stairs. <laughs> like, like, Wait, how did I miss this? Like I don't know how you missed it, but. Yeah.
0: So he's really not that good of a pastor. <laughs> like, we take it back. He's an okay pastor. And since Mediocre. Then,
1: since then, he has texted, how's your ankle? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, he's all right. He's, he's okay. all right. But there is a sense of being able to go into a church community and be right. fully yourself and say, I don't feel good today. Right. And then be okay with that, not make a big deal out of it, but just know that, yeah. you know, how to be in relationship with one another in a way that is both honoring... The fact that I can't do everything Mm -hmm. and also honoring the fact that I don't want everyone to act like I can't do anything.
0: So it's just thinking about about what you're saying. There are like two kinds of parents, right? Good Mm -hmm. parents and not good parents. Sure. And
2: we'll go with that. Yeah,
0: basically, I think we can say categorically there are (laughs) just two kinds of parents, the good ones and the not good ones. (laughs) not bad. They're just not good. No. So it, I mean, but it's always interesting when a child gets injured, mm-hmm. and it's a messy injury. Let's say they cut their lip, mm-hmm. and and a cut lip bleeds Bleed like forever. It bleeds like your kid's gonna be fine. It just bleeds a lot. Our folks, just know that now. But there are some parents who, are, who will be kind of standoffs, like, oh, a lot of blood. Oh, let's just, here's a little, mm-hmm. you know, would you dab it and, and kind of stand over there and don't make a mess on me. Right. Let me know when you're okay. Yeah. And then the others who just will pick up the kid and hold them close and the blood gets on their shirt and, and they're like, and they get in a mess. Right. And it seems to me that there are some kind of, some Christians, when engaging with the chronically ill, We'll be like oh there's a mess um, would you stand over there I'm gonna pray for you but let me know when you're better right when you're clean mm-hmm. and and we'll try to and that's what God wants and the others who be like I'm gonna be where with you where you are right and if it's a good day I'm there with you a good day if it's not a good day we're there with you. if you fall down the stairs we're gonna get right there <laughs> yeah. and if you say I'm good we're just gonna stand there and be concerned with you until
1: yeah until you're back in the car and
0: right we can follow you wherever you need to be right yeah <laughs> So, Brian Baptist is full of creepy stalkers. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Baptist of Burville, Road, Island, led by award winning pastor Reverend Darren Collins, is full of creepy stalkers. Let's just get it out there
1: creepy loving stalkers.
0: love. What, what stalker doesn't love? Mm, it takes debatable. A, <laughs> I mean, it's a weird kind of. Yeah. Debatable. Yeah. It's not an appropriate love. No. It's. <laughs> It's an inappropriate, which brings us back to Kavanaugh. No. No. <laughs> that's, that's the it's worst. Totally different. Not totally different, uh, but still it's inappropriate. Yeah. All right. So people get in the mess. Yeah. Be there in the mess with that person.
1: I mean, the best ministry is the ministry of the presence. And not Not present. Yeah. Not pre- well, I do like presents. Um, but
0: oh, fall down the stairs again. Yeah. Maybe you'll start getting presents. I,
1: I get them really frequently. It's really nice. I don't know why. Um, but uh, no, the ministry of the presence where you just be with someone. Yeah. In whatever state they are. Yeah. Um, without any kind of um, thoughts of how that time will be. Yeah. Um, or outcomes hoped.
0: You know, I just saw. A Simpsons episode. I'm rewatching the Simpsons because I okay. found a website that has all of them, and I'm like, "Oh no, nice. this is so bad for me." <laughs> but here we are. And in the first season, there was an episode called "Moaning Lisa," mm-hmm. and she was just sad, mm-hmm. like depressed and had all those, they, they, for the most part, without going too heavy on, you know, like a second grader, still hit all the markers of someone who's depressed. Right. And the reactions was like, why aren't you just happy? Or, her, you know, Homer said, you don't look sad. There's no tears in your eyes. right you know So all of this, you know, there's something wrong and you need to fix yourself. And, and Marge had this moment when she said, you know, my mother always said, just bury the, the feelings and that's what you need to do. Just put on a smile and right. bury it. And then she had a turn. And she came back and said, "Lisa, you just—if you—if you're sad, then you just be sad, and we'll be sad with you." Yeah. And I thought, "Oh my gosh, The Simpsons really—they nailed it. They totally nailed it."
1: Yeah. For me, the hardest— one of the hardest parts about moving to Rhode Island from Arizona is that I lost my my support group. Mm. Um, that wasn't my family, because everyone needs someone outside of just their immediate family to care about
0: them. Well, and I've met your parents. They're overwhelming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're not overwhelming. No. They're mo- they are intense. <laughs> Sometimes they're overwhelming. Your
0: parents are just exhausting. They <laughs> are kind of exhausting. wonder <laughs> why the, you fell asleep eating soup? I, <laughs> you live with them. I,
1: Mom might get mad at me for saying this, but this morning when I was leaving, we share a car, and she was like, I don't think the ladder in the car will make that much noise, but if it bothers you, you can take it out. And I was like, there's a ladder in our car? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, of course there's a ladder in our car, because there's always something Mom's doing that requires ladders Your mother is
0: going up to new heights every yeah, day. Yeah, I
1: know. I was like okay your parents are
0: well I love your parents dearly and they're amazing people they are just in case they actually listen to this episode I need to put that out there
1: (laughs) and they love you too oh phew they do they say nice things most of the time
0: most of the time yeah I'll I'll take it (laughs) (laughs) that's good enough for me so you were making a point oh so you you lost your support network
1: yeah I lost my support network and um you know I had these great friends who had keys to where I lived Mm -hmm. and I would be sick and be laying on the couch and all of a sudden someone would just kind of come in the house and be like, I brought you this drink and you want to, I'll just sit here and watch whatever you want to watch. Um, if you were like, whatever it was that didn't matter, they just were there for me. That's great. Or if I missed a Sunday because I was too sick, um, I had a friend who would come and he'd go get my favorite food and come over and bring me lunch and he would tell me what happened in service and that kind of stuff. Keep me in the loop. Um. And uh, then I had some friends who would just come over with their knitting, mm-hmm. and we'd just sit in silence and knit together. And,
0: and oh, that's it was beautiful. It was healing. Just that presence. Just to have the people presence. there. Yeah.
1: Um, and it has taken me quite a long time to try to find friends like that out here mm. because I've not been well enough to engage in those kinds of um, right. activities that you would find friends like that.
0: Right. And New Englanders are kind of cold and aloof.
1: I would not say.
0: I just did. Because you
1: can say that, but I will not say that. I'm
0: a New Yorker, so I mean...
1: Right. So I don't... Um, What are they going to do? But I still haven't really found, like, a knitting friend. I have lots of friends Mm. that knit, but not that I go over to their house to knit or they come over here. Right. Um, And all of that's fine. I live with my parents. There's a lot of reasons for for things that. April Beth, I'm going to tell
0: you right now, I will not be that knitting friend for you. Oh,
1: but you would be so good at it.
0: You would... No, not even close. I can't even, like, that one I can't lie about.
1: <laughs> I think I think anyone can learn to knit, honestly.
0: It's, it's not so much can, it's the desire.
1: Yeah, I tell you, um, knitting has been such a huge salvation for That's me. That's good, good. With my chronic illness and for my spiritual formation, mm. um, which is shocking to a lot of people.
2: Mm. No. Um,
1: but there is there is something very... Um, revealing in the act of creation,
0: that, I imagine so. Yeah,
1: that that brings you closer to the divine if you're paying attention, and um, makes you feel like you can do, you can can continue to move forward. Yeah, even when it seems like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can move forward in this mess.
0: So you need to. So finding a support network here is really right, really important.
1: Um, and so if you if you're in a church and you know there are people. Who have chronic illnesses mm-hmm. um, like MS or lupus or fibromyalgia right. or um, POCs or any of I mean there's so many yeah. there's so many illnesses that people have that they are afraid to talk about um, even though you can tell something is really hurting
2: right um, right
1: it's not it's not bad to go up and say I know you're hurting
2: right
0: yeah and have compassion
1: yeah and don't make it about how how Our prayers are going to heal you. Yeah. Make it about our prayers are going to bring you closer to wholeness somehow.
0: Right. So instead of praying for healing, you're praying like, I just pray that you don't feel alone.
1: Right. But maybe you can find some kind of relief and comfort Mm -hmm. these next few whatever, whatever you're going through. Yeah. Because when you're in a chronic illness, you're always transitioning. Mm. You're always in a transition period. Sometimes it's because of meds. Sometimes because the disease is getting more intense. Sometimes it's because you're doing well all of a sudden, and now you can go back to work, and that right. causes a transition. You're always transitioning. It's exhausting. It, it is. You have to really be willing to adapt. Mm. Um, and to have a church family that recognizes that is such a gift. Um, and if you yeah. are a chronic illness, um, I don't like to use this word, but everyone else does warrior. I don't like to use warrior language. want um, you say
0: if you're wrestling with chronic illness? Yeah, if
1: you're wrestling with chronic illness or if that's part of who you are and, mm-hmm. and it shapes you, um, remember that people say things most of the time with a good heart.
0: Right. We're just not very smart.
1: They just don't always think all the way through a concept. Right. Clichés are there because people like to use them.
0: Because they're lazy.
1: Well, some of it is laziness.
0: You're being and, much kinder to people and than some I of am. It,
1: some of it is they don't know what else to say.
0: Ah. Uh, all right. I'll give you that.
1: You know, I'm very close to my brother, and sometimes I'll tell him something, and he wants to be supportive of me, and mm-hmm. he'll be like – he always starts off like, that's great. That's awesome. That's wonderful. I don't know what to say here. What's the right thing? I want you to know I love you. <laughs> and it, it, and it always goes just like awesome. that. And he's like, I don't know what to say here, but I I love you.
0: Give me the words, and right. I'll say them.
1: And. And if someone in your church mm-hmm. that you love says something that starts to hurt you, let them know.
0: Oh, yeah. Please. Don't
1: do it angrily if you can help it because sometimes it's hard to hear people in anger.
0: And, and if you need to, ask your pastor to help you with that conversation. Right. And if if your pastor won't call Darren Collins, he'll, he'll do it for you. He is happy. The Reverend Darren Collins, award-winning <laughs> pastor— is always happy to mediate difficult conversations. Yes, he's it's always happy to do. to do that. Don't call me, <laughs> because I'm really not very nice. <laughs> well, but Darren is so. Know,
1: it's true though. You go to it's someone. True.
0: I'm not you nice. can say thank you.
1: Yeah, it's true. Jonathan Malone, Reverend Jonathan Malone.
0: Not award-winning pastor.
1: Not award-winning. Never
0: won an award. No. Nor recognized.
1: And he's a bassoonist, so we all know what that means. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that puts, like on the hierarchy of people to not trust. You have stalkers, <laughs> bassoonists.
1: <laughs> They're a sketchy group of people.
0: <gasps> we are sketchy. I know. We really are. We weird... always have a knife in our case. Yeah.
1: Well, you need us it. and oboists. Yeah, you need it for the reeds, right?
0: That's what we say.
1: Yeah. Uh huh.
0: <laughs> Um <laughs> sure. Um and we for the turf wars that we have an orchestra rehearsal all the time. Like all west the time. <laughs> yeah, west side story. It's west side story. And then it's always like I don't want to play that part. Well, you're going to Never mind. You're making a good point cuz we're going to start to wrap this up now. Yeah. Not just, that we're getting absurd but No, you know.
1: just just go to someone if they're hurting you and say, yeah. "I know you love me so much, but the language you're using is not helpful."
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And tell them, you know, ask if if they want. like, well, what can I say? Tell them. Don't be like, oh, I don't know. Don't right. don't act like asking for love and affection is right. the wrong way to go. Yeah. And so people don't know what to say. Right. It's so, okay to come up with several phrases
2: mm-hmm.
1: for yourself that you can say to the community when they ask you questions you don't really want to answer.
2: Right. Um, yeah.
1: You know, some people will ask me, how are you doing today? And I know it's a hard day and I'll be like, well... You know, I am thankful that I am here. I'm thankful that I was able to make it here today.
0: Because right. that
1: doesn't put the onus on, obviously, I'm right. really sick, and I might vomit on all of you, but I don't want you guys to know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just come up with some phrases, right, right. ones that you can use for yourself yep. um, when answering questions, and also phrases that you can give to people who love you mm. that can yeah. can say, this is a way I can show you my support and love. So they have some idea of what words to use yeah. when they are at a loss.
0: Yeah, excellent. Um, all right, so well, that didn't end on an angry note at all. I'm sorry. April, Beth, don't... <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you want me to get angry real quick? I can do it. <laughs> 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 like that, just... I just got this port taken in, and now I don't know if they're going to use it. That makes me angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if they're going to put something in you. I know. They should use it.
1: I think we might, but
0: whatever. Why don't you just use it for yourself?
1: Yeah, I tried to get my mom to touch it the other day, and she was like, no, don't make me touch it. She was uh-huh. really freaked out.
0: Well, that's, see, there are good parents. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and their parents are like, ew. Ew. I, no, but she I does let wanna... me
1: borrow the car frequently.
0: Which is good. Otherwise, and, I would have to go to your place. Right. And,
1: and you would hear so much construction happening. Wow. <laughs> As
0: opposed to today, apparently there was a party in the church office today. That's
1: wonderful. It
0: is. It's community. always good to hear people laughing yeah, at church. Community. I always want to run out there and say, we are God's people. This is not a place for smiling and laughter.
1: <laughs> and they'd all laugh at you. <laughs>
0: they always laugh at me. I don't know how I get through a sermon. All Does just, that
1: make you angry?
0: I, I stopped caring. <laughs> 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 all right. So first of all, um, I want to sincerely ask people to pray for our country. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't... It, Wherever you fall on the political spectrum, wherever you feel, you know, where, whatever proclivities you, you lean towards or what narratives you embrace, pray for our country. If, if you feel like we're doing great, um, something's wrong with you.
2: <laughs> um, just, I
0: don't know how you could say that. <laughs> yeah. I probably could say that more kindly.
1: Oh, well, there's something wrong with all of us. Let's be right, honest. Right, right.
0: So, so seriously, pray for our country. and. and um, try to embrace try to adopt some sensitivity Uh, whatever however this whole mess sifts itself out um, for those who are survivors of abuse we and um, there's there's an incredible amount of pain that's going on that I really don't understand the depth of not being a survivor of abuse yeah and my work is to try to have some semblance of empathy and I encourage other people to have that as well right if nothing else have that yeah. And um, and let's continue that with people who have who wrestle with chronic illness. Have empathy. Um, really work on your theology.
1: Right. Really Think work on that. Think through the things you say, take them to their obvious conclusion. And if it makes right. you uncomfortable,
0: don't say it. So when I write the when I when I finally put together my musical that I'm working on, <laughs> Worship the Musical. <laughs> Best title ever. Let's just say that. Yes. I will have, uh, I, I'm going to, I think I'll come up with a, a number just for someone who's chronically ill, uh-huh. and what I'll do is just have them singing back to people who are saying stupid things or something like that. It's going to be great. It's going to be like a dance number with a fight scene.
1: I'm, I'm for it. Good. I'm totally for it.
0: Good, good. A um, lot of jazz hands.
1: Oh, jazz hands are the best. Yeah,
0: and a tap. I'll put a tap bit in there, too. Nice. This one's going to, and this one, that one number will be all on banjo.
1: Oh, <laughs> The dream The
0: dream If <laughs> <laughs> nothing else Not that a musical is great enough as it is But for one number we, to be just banjo
1: Could we make it, no, a duet between the banjo and a bassoon
0: No, that's that's horrible <laughs> <laughs> How dare you <laughs> April Beth, your, your website is renewalground.wordpress.com That's correct So people should go to that website Yeah And if people want to meet you Mm-hmm. They should go to Bream Baptist Church.
1: Please do. Yeah.
0: And what time's their worship service? At 10. At 10? Yes. Okay. So at 10 o'clock in Burrillville, Rhode Island. Yeah. So if you're in like southern Massachusetts or anywhere in Rhode Island,
1: yeah, you, you're it's, close. I drive about, uh, I drive from West Wark to Burrillville, So anyone who lives in Rhode Island knows it's a little bit of a hike for right. Rhode Island. For Rhode Island. It's not anywhere else in the world, but in Rhode Island, people are like, you drove really far.
0: Right from but, West Warwick.
1: Yeah, um, but it's totally worth it.
0: If it they, is worth it if
1: they can love someone like me, <laughs> who heckles her pastor on a continual basis, even during sermons, Um right. And um, who is kind of a mess. The pastor? No, me. Oh well, um, I mean, per, for me, who's kind of a mess, they'll love anyone. They'll love it. <laughs> so yeah, and
0: it, I, I, you know, and it's a good way to meet you. Yeah. You're, you're, I, would, I would categorize you as a pretty good person. Well,
1: thank you. Yeah. Yeah, as my friend tells me, um, I'm really bad on paper, but in person, I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, April <laughs> Beth, thank you
0: very much for doing this. <laughs> I'm talking about
2: Rylage.
0: Okay, so there was that conversation I had with April Beth Wiles. One of the things I really like about her is that she really brings um, a softer edge to her anger. Uh, very different from Phineas. Phineas has that harsh, um, knife-cutting, bitter edge. April Beth, I can listen to her, and I know she's angry, and I'm angry too, but yeah, it still feels good. Still feels, still feels good. My ulcer is not really agitated right now. I have an unagitated ulcer. And that's that doesn't happen often for me, uh, especially after having conversations about things like sexual assault, chronic illness, those kinds of things. It, I, You know what? I probably should just talk to April Beth more often so that my ulcer is unag- unagitated more often. And maybe she should start advertising that. I don't know. I'll, I'll let April Beth really decide if that's how God's calling her to reach out to people who are neurotic and, anx- and full of anxiety. People like me. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I really do. I want to encourage you to go check out a lot of April Beth's writings at renewalground.wordpress.com, uh, where she really talks about spiritual formation through chronic illness. And I'll be sure to have a link on that, link to that on the show notes. If you want to send a message about this podcast or any other podcasts or anything of that nature, send it to twelve enough at gmail.com. That's all written out. Twelve enough at gmail.com go to the Facebook page like the uh, page follow along I try to post some more stuff um, when I can but you know I do what I can uh, and also please rate and like the show on, uh, on iTunes or however else you uh, listen to this just so we continue to move up in the rankings and more people hear about this show uh, and I've said before that I do I am looking for some help with this show uh, it, it is it's a bit of work I enjoy doing it. I'm glad to do it. Uh, It feeds me. I understand it feeds others. Not literally, uh, metaphorically. Please understand that difference. But I'm always looking for help if you want to host a show, if you want to be a guest, if you'd like to be a producer. Um, However, if you have just some ideas, let me know. Send that email to 12enough at gmail.com. And as always, thank you very much for listening. Twelve Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and April Bathwiles, who uh, writes at renewalground.wordpress.com about spiritual formation through chronic illness and is a member of Berean Baptist Church in Burrowville, Rhode Island. The thoughts, ideas, opinions, ruminations, moments of anger, moments of rage, moments of laughter, and just other moments that kind of spiral out of their in their own kind of direction they do not reflect their the host's families or friends or churches or denominations or places of work or places where they might have worked or places where they hope to work someday or anything else that involves work in whatever form shape or matter these are their own ideas this is their podcast